0: Hello everyone. It's been a hot minute since I've done a solo podcast episode, so I'm really stoked to join you in today's conversation because I'm going to be talking about some interesting things and in my typical open Ajna, open throat and undefined head fashion. I'm taking something that I learned and using it in a different way and sharing a different perspective. So back in the end of June, I did a two-day investment seminar called Breakthrough Investing and it was interesting because this experience, it was an opportunity that was offered to me and I decided, okay, I'm going to do it even though this is something that is very new to me and I learned all about investing. I learned about the stock market, I learned about different things like, you know, market timing and stock picking and things that are not actually great ways of investing and one of the other things that was brought up in terms of what can influence our behavior around investing are biases that we have and I thought this is really interesting they're called investor biases and the reason why I wanted to talk about this today is because I started to see from an entrepreneurial lens, how these investor biases and just these are just biases in general that can be applied to any industry or any field or anything in general. But I really noticed how they show up in the coaching industry and how we make decisions on investing in certain people. And I wanted to bring these to light because understanding these different biases are going to support both of us, you and I, all of us, in making better decisions when it comes to making investments in our business. And it was pretty mind-blowing because when I started to pay attention to these biases, I was like, holy shit. And I could see how I was essentially gambling in the coaching industry, which is obviously the name of this podcast episode you know really questioning the gambling like what is gambling right and it it really is rooted in uncertainty and it is a can be a dangerous way of playing a game in order to win and it's it lacks purpose and it lacks intention and it obviously lacks control and so i'm not necessarily i mean i guess listening to this and hearing the biases you will have a different perspective in terms of being able to have more control over the decisions that you make. And this is something that I'm really passionate about because what I find in the coaching industry is that there's a mixed bag of people who are still really pointing fingers and engaging in cancel culture. And there's a lot of victim mindset around people who have been scammed and whatnot in the industry. And I'm not saying that people have not been scammed because I know that this is a very real thing, but I feel like when we just continue to focus on the problem and perpetuate that it's harder to make a change because we're not actually focused on moving forward we're focused on how people got fucked over and also it's just nuanced because I don't want to discredit people who have invested a lot of money and didn't get what they paid for essentially but ultimately the thing that we do have control over is having discernment and this is really the main reason why I'm recording this episode is because I want to give people the gift of discernment. Literally, this is Gene Key 13, discernment. And it's really just taking radical responsibility for ourselves and being empowered in our financial decisions that we make when it comes to being a business owner and choosing to make the investments that we make. So even though I'm not diving really into gene keys and human design in this episode, I will say this: Gene Key 13 the shadow is discord, the gift is discernment, and the city is empathy. And it's really interesting because I feel that this could be an entire lens to view today's conversation through where it's like, there's potential that the possible financial decisions that we made in terms of our business were just not in accord with our purpose or intention and it's discord like discord is really being separated being disconnected things not being in harmony or agreement and then we have discernment which is being able to see the disconnect because when we have discernment and we can see the differences that leads us into the gift or the sh or the city of empathy which is obviously having empathy for ourselves and the decisions that we made or understanding why someone else chooses not to make a decision. But it's like being able to have that discernment, being able to have that choice is really what will empower us. As a gate, 13 is found in the G-Center. And the G-Center is all about identity, sense of direction, lovability, worthiness. And so really looking at it from that lens as well as like, being in discord from our identity, what it is that we deem worthy for ourselves, what it is that we value the direction that we're going in. And we have to be able to discern where it is that we want to go and who it is that we want to be. And sometimes we don't know. And this is why empathy is such a beautiful city, because it allows us to really seal the experience and and just forgive and let go that at one point we were not In discernment of the decisions that we were making so i really just want to bring that into the conversation as a small little gene keys human design moment but the next thing i want to talk about is the different types of biases so a bias is basically and i'm quoting this from my book so i'm not taking credit for this bias is a cognitive systematic error in thinking that impacts one's choices and judgments However, cognitive biases can also distort our thinking, leading to poor decision-making and false judgments. So this is why I'm going to talk to you about the seven biases that I learned that are listed under the investor biases, because I want to help you gain awareness in the decisions that you're making so that you can make better decisions, aka have discernment. The first bias is called hindsight bias, so this is the tendency of people to overestimate their ability to have predicted an outcome that could not have possibly been predicted. So for example, it's like you make an investment and then you look back and you're like, oh, I knew that was gonna happen. So for example, if you invest like multiple five figures or six figures or multiple four figures into your business and then you have no idea what the results are gonna be, but then that experience is over, it's like, oh, I knew that this was gonna happen when I made this investment because X, Y, and Z, but ultimately there was, literally no way of predicting that that's how things were going to go and it's interesting because you can see how people use this in marketing and I'll talk about this too when you as we go through the biases you're going to be like oh my god like I can see how people use this in marketing and it's like we see this all the fucking time where people are like oh I invested this much money and I didn't have the money for it but I made it work and then it all worked out and it's like okay well how, you could not have actually predicted that that was going to happen until it happened but we use that as a marketing tactic to convince others to make that investment because then that person's evidence are being used as an example of what's possible. But ultimately, it's like if you're hiring someone and they have a specific strategy that you do, like can they really guarantee the results? It could have been so many different factors that influence that. Maybe this person had their first five figure month because they follow the XYZ strategy of that coach but then they had an audience already established they had a really clear offer and offer message and so they just had to plug in these last few pieces that allow them to achieve that goal but you put someone else in the same situation who's maybe completely new in business and they don't have that clarity and they don't have that audience then they're probably not going to come through and say oh I knew that was going to happen so First bias down, and let's talk about the next. The next one is called false patterning bias. So this is the tendency to mistakenly perceive connections and meaning between unrelated things, identifying patterns where none exist. So let's just throw this out there. When we see people talk about making investments at eleven eleven a.m. And as soon as they made that investment, a payment came through in their bank account for whatever as one of their offers. And it's like, okay, so every time you make an investment on an angel number or on a portal like 777 or 888, that, that means that there's like an angel number and that's why that specific thing happened at that time. And so that is an example of seeking a pattern and making it mean something and that it's actually related to the investment that you made or the action that you took, but ultimately there's no real scientific evidence behind it. You can say for sure that they was, it's a spiritual experience and you can believe in that, but I'm just saying that if this is getting to the point where someone is declaring that investing at this time or at this number or doing this specific thing is specifically related to something else and it's gonna cause you harm in terms of having you spend more money than you're ready to spend or to make decisions that are not actually aligned for you, then that's when I would seriously consider, okay, is this a false patterning bias? Like, is this does this actually align with my decisions and my commitments to this investment? The next one is prestige bias. This is individuals are more likely to imitate investing models that they believe will confer them with status and power. So an example of this is when we look at the coaching industry and there are the people who are making multiple seven figures, eight figures, nine figures, whatever, and it's like, oh, I'm going to invest in them and their coaching and their services and their program because they've made it. And if I'm in their world and their energy, then this is going to allow me to be successful. So I'm pretty sure you are capable of you know, thinking of examples of this happening. And I would even say at one point I've definitely done this where, you know, when I initially started my personal development journey online, and was like investing in courses and whatnot, like there's some people that I invested in who are like multiple eight-figure business owners now, but now when I make the investment, actually I don't invest in them anymore because I don't feel like I need to, I can definitely see a contrast and thinking like, oh, these are the people I have to learn from because they're the most successful. And you see this with, let's say, people who have had their businesses for years or they have a lot of success, and it's like, it seems like they seem to be carrying through you know, the pandemic or major shifts and changes in the coaching industry. And it's because they have prestige, they've been around, they've been around for years, decades. And that's just that's also just a privilege that these people are going to have. It's not necessarily a bad thing. But if somebody is putting themselves up on a pedestal, and they're like, I'm so great. And I've done X, Y, and Z, and this is why you should invest in me. I would just, you know, discern and consider, oh, maybe that's a prestige bias that I might quite literally or figuratively be buying into. The next one is confirmation bias. So this is only looking for or seeing information that supports your position. The tendency to search for, interpret, favor, and recall information in a way that confirms one's pre-existing beliefs or hypothesis. So for example, let's say you are considering investing in someone and you are looking to see testimonials or evidence in their social media or their offers and so on a very specific results that you want to achieve but maybe there's also you know coaching methods or services that they provide that are completely irrelevant and actually would be unhelpful to you but you're focused on finding the information that matches what it is that you're looking for so it's like you are confirming your perspectives, your beliefs and what it is that you're looking for. And it's like, OK, well, if this person has done X, Y and Z number of times and this is a specific result, it's like just notice there's that personal confirmation bias and that you're basically finding what it is that you're looking for. So in this situation, it's like, OK, well, how can I have a more objective perspective on this and consider that you know, seeing the full picture coming from a far-sighted perspective, rather honing in and just looking for this particular bias to feel better about your investment. The next one is overconfidence bias. So this one I find interesting because the example I'm going to give is really just seeing this in other people, but then how we can actually buy into this as, in, as, as investors and people who are like investing money and in, in courses and coaching and so on in our business. So overconfidence bias is an undeserved sense of certainty, ability, or skill. So I don't want to say this to call people out, but I think that it's kind of a fact, if I'm being blunt. An example of this is someone who may identify as a specialist or an expert, and they don't have any formal training in that field of work that they're doing and so then they are showing up as confident like they know what they're doing they have experience but they don't have formal training or credibility like professional credibility it's just what they want to be doing so they're gonna go and do it and i really want to give people the benefit of the, the doubt of this in the sense that i know and i'd like to believe that people would not maliciously go out and be Underexperienced and how they go and support people but unfortunately I have seen in the online space people who have made investments in people who were overly confident and who did not deliver in what they said they were going to deliver and it either left that person disappointed feeling like a failure feeling unseed feeling unheard and then also some people get re-traumatized because people are trying to do things without the experience that can really solidify that. You know, it, it would kind of be like, just as a metaphorical example, a dentist coming out of school and going to perform like a surgery, like an oral surgery that requires like five years of experience, but it's like, okay, you're just not quite there yet. So it's just really paying attention and I think discerning when we make these investments in people like, am I investing in their confidence or do they actually have a track record of being educated and investing in their own learning? And it's not just from free content, but they have literally been trained and have invested in themselves to have credibility and like a professional support system for their clients and people that they're working with. The next one is necessary lie bias. And so this is really about having the tendency to justify or rationalize imprudent behavior so for example witnessing someone spending excessive amounts of money taking a lot of risk essentially being irresponsible but then justifying their behavior by saying oh i deserve this oh i work hard and there's this level of delusion and irresponsibility where there's just this unwillingness to confront the reality and like really take ownership of their behavior so it's like everything that they do is constantly being justified and rationalized. And it's interesting because I can totally speak to this. Being someone who has made really large investments and taken really big risks in my business and let's say being in a relationship with my fiance, it's like I've definitely had this bias in looking back in certain behaviors where it's like, oh I've invested this money but like I deserve it because I'm growing a business and but ultimately if I actually look at it there's other ways where I could have been more responsible and it really allowed me to avoid certain financial responsibilities that I need to take like really sitting down with you know what are my expenses what are my costs how much money should be coming in what needs to be paid off quickly and what can be paid off next and so on and it's like This is essentially a self-sabotaging tactic to avoid responsibility. And I feel like this comes up a lot in the industry. And I know that it's fucking nuanced because of course, I believe that people deserve what it is that they desire. I would never say that you don't deserve what it is that you desire, but there needs to be that discernment of like, okay, am I really being irresponsible here and like in making an investment beyond my means because i think i'm going to get something out of it but ultimately i don't actually have full control or know all the information right so it, it really is like a sneaky self-sabotaging bias in my opinion this next bias is called the recency bias and it's a human tendency to overemphasize more recent data so for example classic classic fucking example when someone in their business is like, I've hit five figure or multiple five figure, six figure months, X amount of months in a row for the last two years. But maybe four years before that, that wasn't their reality and they were still in their business. And so it's like only using specific data to emphasize someone's credibility and success to position themselves as an authority and why you should invest in them and so on. And I don't want to discredit someone's success, but I think that if this is being used in a way to position someone and like manipulate the perspective of one's audience so that they'll think that this you have your shit together and that you should invest in them and so on, that's when I think discernment is like really important. So I think for me like really taking things like a grain of salt, you know, I've I've definitely shared in the online space where yeah, people say, Oh, I made multiple five figures this month and it's like, okay, how much are you paying to your team? How much debt do you have? Do you actually have a profit or are you breaking even? We don't know this information. But if they're only choosing to talk about how much money they're making, not the money that they're spending, then that's not the full picture. So it's just being aware and discerning like, okay, this person is choosing everyone, including myself and you. We choose to share what it is that we want to share online. And so it's just remembering that and and making sure that you use that as part of your discernment when you go to invest in someone or their programs and whatnot. The next one is hurting bias. And this is a phenomenon where people follow what they perceive other people are doing. So I feel like we see this often in like a FOMO situation or somebody who does have a a large audience online and it's like the constant sharing so-and-so just signed up, so-and-so just bought this, X amount of people in here, this many spots left and I have X amount of people in this and there's nothing wrong obviously with supporting all of these people but just noticing oh am I being spiked into FOMO like I should join because everyone else is doing it. Right? So that's an example of that bias coming up. And I've definitely had that experience where I felt this internalized pressure from seeing everyone else investing and like doing this thing and having FOMO and like feeling shitty if I didn't do it. So it's, it's like the investment came from this place of I need to invest this to relieve this pressure that I feel inside me and I'll figure out the rest later. But then also you can see that there's like that necessary lie bias involved because then I'm justifying why it is that I'm doing this investment even though it might not actually be aligned with my intentions and my goals. The last bias that I'm going to talk to you about today is the familiarity bias. So this is essentially when we make decisions based on what's familiar. And it's interesting because I feel like this can also turn into you know, being biased in terms of race, ethnicity, beliefs, sex, identity, orientation, all of that. And I think that this is a really great way to reflect and think, okay, you know, let's say if I am a white woman, if I'm constantly investing in white women, why am I not investing in women of color? Or if I'm constantly investing in women, why am I not investing in men? Or, you know, if I'm constantly investing in this type of personal development, why am I not investing in this other type of personal development? So this is a really great way of discerning how can I be more diverse with my investments? And ultimately it's a win-win because I'm gonna diversify my education and experience and I'm also going to diversify where my money is going in terms of supporting other entrepreneurs, small businesses, and so on. So this is just another another view to have to pay attention to, like, am I constantly investing in the same person or the same, tools or the same topics like how can i diversify and ultimately this comes down to your choice like maybe you're heavily specializing in hypnosis so you're not going to go and start learning about reiki or rrt because maybe you just want to do hypnosis and maybe you just want to do inner child work and you're very niche and that's fine but even in that there can be other ways to invest that isn't just familiar and biased to you know one portal of wisdom for example so maybe now you're like cool Kayla you just gave me all these biases and now I have a lot of shit to sit with and maybe you felt seen maybe you felt validated maybe it felt like I called you out I mean I also called my out in many ways so I hope that you realize that we're like in the same boat but my intention was really just to bring awareness for you to make better decisions and how you invest in your business so that you're not fucking gambling. Because ultimately, if we are not being aware of these biases and we're making decisions through these lens of biases, then we're gambling because all of these biases have this lens of pointing you to look and be and behave and believe in a certain direction. And there's like unconscious agreements and guarantees and promises that may not happen And so I'm sharing this episode with you today so that you can take radical responsibility for yourself and catch yourself and take a little longer as you make decisions when it comes to your business. And even just if you're actually somebody who's investing your money, like you could also listen to me from that lens, too, and be like, holy shit, and pay attention to how you invest your money as well in other areas. So I think... One of the really big things to help you anchor in, and I considered talking about this before the biases, but I feel like it's really important to talk about it after so you can be like, oh my God, I have all this shit. Now what do I do with it? Is the thing that I did in this investment course or this seminar over two days is we created a purpose for our money. And I think that this was so powerful because what I noticed is that I think you're listening to this. You're in the spiritual realm, the personal development realm. And so obviously you're going to have intentions with the money that you create in your business. But I also think there can be intentions with our business and our mission and our values and our commitment as business owners. And so the way to be rooted and to pull yourself out of these biases is having a purpose for your business and and your money. And it's like, what what is it that you value? What is it that you are committed to and so I actually created a purpose in this program for my my money and it it really relates to my business as well and so when I am making investments in my business and when I go in and make investments with my money this is what I'm reminding myself of this is my purpose my true purpose for money is freedom for people to be do and have what they desire unapologetically in life. And so when I go to invest in a course or a program or another certification, I'm coming back to this purpose and I'm looking at these biases and I'm really asking like, if I make this decision right now, is this aligned with my purpose for money? And if it's not, I don't make that decision. And that's how I stay in integrity with having discernment with myself and knowing what's best for me and being more intentional with how I invest my money as a business owner. And so my invitation to you now is to really sit and look at creating a purpose for your business and for your money so that you have an anchor to come back to so that you don't get completely swooned by these biases and continue making investments that may not be supportive of your intention for the work that you're doing. And so if you're like, well, how do I do that? My purpose is more than just about me like I'm committed that people have the freedom to do be and have whatever it is that they want. This is why I use the human design and gene key systems because I feel like I can support people on an individual level so that they can show up, be themselves, be of service and get the freedom that they wish to have through their business. And so every time I make an investment, especially since I did this program, I'm really looking at okay is the investment that I'm making is it supporting this vision? Is it supporting this commitment? And if it doesn't, I don't make that investment. And so now that you've listened to this podcast episode, probably like, "Cool, this is educational, this is inspiring." But I can tell you right now that the real work and transformation will come from you sitting down, taking some time to write Looking at your previous investments that you've made in your business, seeing where you had these biases show up and not that I want you to look back and be like, oh, I should have done this differently because we can't fucking change the past. So like, don't waste your time thinking about it but you can decide how your future is going to go. So I hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. I've been thinking about it for a couple weeks to record it. And it's something a little different. I haven't really talked about this kind of thing before, but when I went through this program and I was like looking at it from an entrepreneurial lens, I was like, holy shit, like this would just bring so much clarity to people and they could actually understand what the fuck it means to be discerning when it comes to making investments in your business so that you can stop gambling and be very intentional and empowered by your financial decisions. So if you enjoy this, episode, please share it because I created it to empower you and you sharing with other people means that we're going to empower other people, which is amazing. And if you want to share any aha moments that you have, send me a message on Instagram at Kayla G. Make sure you check out the links in the show notes. There's some goodies there for you as usual. And of course, if you can please take a moment to subscribe to the channel and take two seconds to swipe five stars on Spotify or leave a review on Apple, I would greatly appreciate it because all of this free content and wisdom that I do, we'll just get out into the world farther and we can make a bigger impact together because you're sharing the work that I'm doing so I really appreciate the collaboration and I'm looking forward to chatting with you in the next episode